Becoming a Christian, uh, being made alive with Christ, it's a little bit like moving into a new house. Uh, I suspect many of us have done it at some point, if not some more recent than others. You move into this new house and it's really exciting just checking out the new rooms and seeing how things fit and then living in them and experiencing that, isn't it? Now, as a Christian, when you become a Christian, there's only a couple of rooms, maybe a living room, uh, maybe a bedroom. Uh, And this is where it gets kind of exciting, though, because over time... You, and it's different from Christian to Christian, right? You discover new rooms. And you get to, you know, maybe more one, maybe two, and, and each one there's new things to explore and get excited about and bring into your life and incorporate into your home life. You also go out the backyard, and, and maybe at the beginning there's that, that small little garden, little patio, and a few little plants and flowers, and it's wonderful to feel the sun on you. But for some, though, uh, the rooms or the house really stays the same. They don't find extra rooms. In fact, often, sadly, the house seems to shrink somehow. And that's really when Jesus is kept kind of in the front room like a visitor, not the owner of the house. But for the Christian. For the one who's made alive with Christ, they discover those extra doors and and they find that not only that, they they go out the back and they realise, man, there's now, over time, this incredible backyard with trees that are bearing fruit and flowers and and grass to lie on and, and feel the sun on you in that way because their life with Jesus is ever expanding and so does Their love, their hope, their joy, their peace, their faith, everything in Jesus. And so what do they do? Well, every day they start walking around looking for new rooms, don't they? To expand their life with Jesus. And they're heading out the back and they not only discover that there's a brilliant backyard, but also they can look over the fence and see an incredible view with mountains and waterfalls. And every day there is a stunning and unique sunset. That's what it is to be alive with Christ. And so that's why as 2022 gets underway and and many of our Mac ministries start up as well, I thought today would be a great day to be reminded again of our vision to be alive with Christ. Uh, Not only ourselves, but also our church. And so I want us to ask ourselves now some questions and really think about the answers. So here's the first question. What new rooms... Or what fruitful gardens or stunning views will you discover this year? What are you looking forward to? And and are you looking forward to it? And what rooms and and gardens and views will we discover together as Mac, as a church, as Christ's people here? Second question. Who will you, who will we share it with? Who do we want to share and bring into our homes and and into these rooms and and share Jesus with? I hope it's other Christians, firstly. And and 
it's a great thing to be thinking at this point in time about not just our peers, but uh, those more mature as well as those younger than us. Because what a great thing to do to sort of invite people into our life and say, check out this room. Maybe it's a room they haven't found yet. And all of a sudden their life with Jesus is expanded or a view they haven't seen or a fruit they haven't tasted. But it's not only other Christians, our brothers and sisters, it's also those who need to be made alive with Christ. They haven't yet. Who will you share and invite into your house? And the third question for us to be thinking about today is, is Jesus in your house the life giver or just a visitor? I'm going to pray. Because we really need God's help as we hear him speak to us to, to kind of have the answers uh, to these questions. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we praise you for making us alive with Christ. And we ask that today you would unite us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Give us grace right now to have clarity and conviction so that we can pursue our vision together through our mission. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So we're really going to look at uh, this today, this idea of our vision, in two points, two headings. Firstly, with Ephesians 2, and we're going to be looking at the bridge to, to life with Christ. And then as we look at Jeremiah 17, we're going to be thinking about being the living tree. So let's look together at the bridge to life, the bridge to life with Christ. And as I said, we're looking at Ephesians 2. Our vision verse is Ephesians 2, 4 to 5. A fantastic verse. In particular, it reminds us. It reminds us that we absolutely desperately needed a bridge. A bridge to take us from death to life. So as we read in chapter 2, beginning verse 1, Paul helps us to see the reality of, in a sense, what it was like before Jesus being stuck on one side of, say, a river or a harbour that is death, looking across hopelessly at life on the other side. He says there, verse 1, As for you, speaking to the Ephesian Christians, Paul's writing this, you were dead. That's what you were. So they have since become alive. But before Jesus, that was the situation. That's where they were stuck. They were dead in their transgressions and sins. No way, no way for them or us to get to God. Because it's just as true for us as it was for them. Because of our sin. Our rebellion and rejection of God. And that's why Paul uses this image of being stuck in a grave. There is no way for a dead person to get out. Or as I'm hoping to help us think about today, it's like this great gap that we cannot or could not cross because of sin in the middle. We're stuck in death. But that's when verse 4 comes in and such great news. But... But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, 
Now, let's just stop there for a second and just marvel at our God. See, it had nothing to do with us. It was because of his great love and because of his rich mercy. He didn't give us what we deserve. But to counter our great sin, there is God's rich or abundant, overflowing mercy. It's because of that God, because who he is. That he made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. This is such great news because what it's telling us is that God has bridged the gap from death to life. That by Christ's death on the cross, acting like that bridge. And I'm sure you've probably seen that picture before. Where there's that kind of two sides of a of cliffs or of a gap. And, and there is the cross like a bridge enabling us to walk from death through the cross, through Christ, to life, to being made alive with Christ. In 1920, um, if you'd stood on the north shore of Sydney, just like that top picture there, You would have looked across at an empty harbour, no bridge. And the idea, the very idea of being able to cross on a bridge that people could cross and, and cars could go over and trains would just seem impossible at that time, let alone the obstacles through uh, over the, the, the years. There was the Great Depression in 1928 and the sheer cost. The bridge cost $6.25 million. Didn't get paid off for 60 years till 1988. I was in year eight. But they built it from 1923 to 1932. They did seemingly the impossible. They bridged the harbour. They needed, if you stood on 1920 looking over at the city, you would know the need for the life of the city, for workers and for everything else, including the state, they needed that bridge. In fact, it, uh, it captured the nation. It wasn't just Sydney. but The whole nation just longed to see this, this bridge. You've probably seen now that, that kind of progression as the arch got closer and closer together. Did you see those photos? Yeah, good. Okay. Um, People were loving it. People were looking, just hanging for it, not just the arch and then the crossing over and the celebrations. I'm not going to ask if anybody was there. Uh, At my previous church, there was a woman named Valda who remembered being there with her family as a little girl. She had such wonderful memories of that celebration. It would have been incredible. That's nothing. Nothing compared to the gospel, to the good news of Jesus, to the bridge that God has created through Christ, that bridge to life with Christ by Jesus hanging on that cross. It truly did bring about eternity, the way for us to have eternal life, being alive with Christ. It's absolutely stunning, isn't it? I'm sure many of you have seen the Harbour Bridge many times, but each time it still kind of grabs you, doesn't it? The cross does exactly the same for us. 
That's why in our life, personally and as a church, we need to keep looking to the bridge. This should never get old. It's not that long ago that I preached on our vision. I hope as we've heard it this morning, we go, oh, Rob, we just did this a couple of months ago. No, every week. We ought to be just looking and longing to behold the bridge to life, that cross, our vision being made alive with Christ. That's why I've encouraged you, and I want to again in 2022, memorize Ephesians 2 verses 4 to 5, so that every day, wherever you are, you can look to the bridge. You can see the cross with your very soul. It can be your prayer. It can be the thing that you tell yourself. It can be the thing that you share with others. Because we have that bridge to life. It's, you know, whether you're feeling that your Christian life today, or even sometime through this year, is dull or dry, or whether you're feeling, no, Rob, it's dynamic or it's deep, wherever you're at, it's so good to remember You've been made alive with Christ. And it's with Christ. It's one of the wonderful things about it. That tiny little word, with. It reminds us that we have been brought into a a new life, a new relationship. Not a new religion. A new relationship. An intimate relationship with Jesus. And he is with us. And we are alive with him. So no matter wherever you're, if you're dull or dry or deep or dynamic, it can bring joy, real joy. I'm encouraged each week as I join with you here at 9.30 at the joy that's here and the joy that I experience from other Christians. Let's keep sharing that with each other this year. But I also want to encourage you to keep feeling that and knowing that every day of the week, not just a couple of hours on a Sunday. By looking to that bridge. So whether you just crossed or whether it was a very long time ago, it doesn't matter. To stand on this side with life, being alive with Christ, we got to look across, over the cross, to when we were dead. And just to be filled with joy and praise because we've been made alive with Christ. And that's why we have the image of a living tree. That's our logo for our church. It's not just because we're in the Highlands or we're we're very green-thumbed people. No, it's about being a living tree, beginning with the roots where life begins and then growing and bearing fruit. We want to be and we want our church to be a living tree because being made alive with Christ isn't just a nice idea, it makes a real difference in our everyday lives and in our church. It makes a difference in our homes, in those relationships that we live in with those people that we love and sometimes are hard to love. That's why it makes it so important to be alive with Christ there. And all of that means. But it's not just in our homes. It's 
in the highlands, with our neighbours and the people we work with and the people we bump into at the shops, wherever we are. There are over 16,000 people just in our area alone. And many of them, most of them, need to be made alive with Christ. That's where we can make a real difference for eternity. But it's also in all of our gatherings We want to be alive with Christ, not just the adults, but the kids and the youth. They matter just as much. That's why their ministries are just as important. That's why it's so important that we have great leaders for those as we do. And we're always looking for more, uh, but we want to be praying about those ministries. And it makes a real difference as we take the gospel to the world with our gospel partners. There is a real difference being made as people in the world are made alive with Christ. And so we need to ask the question at the beginning of 2022. That's a question I've asked you before. Are you a living tree or a cut piece of timber? Are you alive with Christ, a living tree? Or are you something that looks like a tree? You know, come to church, do the things, but really you've been cut. That's it. You might look nice, but there's not life there anymore. And what do we want for our church? What do we want for Mac to be a living tree or a cut piece of timber? Well, in Jeremiah 17, God is speaking to his people about this choice. Now, he's speaking back to Israel through his prophet Jeremiah. And as you go to the beginning of Jeremiah 17, you realize he's speaking to them because of their sin. Because they've been worshipping other gods and looking to other things other than God. And really, what should happen is death. And they should be stuck there. But God speaks wonderfully. Look at Jeremiah 17. It's on the front of the outline there. Verse 5. This is the first choice. And it's really saying, do you want to be a cut piece of timber? This is what it looks like. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, in ourselves or in this world, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. That is a picture of a soul dying of thirst. That is the very opposite of a living tree. But there is another way. This is wonderful that God offers this to us, to his people. This is what it is to be a living tree. He says, verse 7, read along with me. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. A constant water source. That is God offering living water to those who are alive with Christ. And so it does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. What a wonderful picture of what it is to be a living tree planted where God feeds us and grows us. And did you see there that it's not like becoming a Christian means all your problems go away? No, there is heat. There's even drought. But despite that, when we are made alive with Christ, we will still have green leaves and we will bear fruit. It may not look like success in terms of the world, 
But we, personally and as a church, when we are alive with Christ, we will be truly alive. So which will you choose? I think this picture of being this living tree needs to be our daily prayer. Lord, plant me and feed me with your living water. Not only for ourselves, but also for others. This needs to be our vision each day. Just like looking at the Harbour Bridge, you know, it's something you could almost never get tired of. In fact, a couple of years ago now, I got to do the bridge climb with my dad. Um, has anybody done it? Quite a few people. Yeah, I did it with my dad. I think my dad was 80 years old, so, you know, get into it. But you stand at the top of it. I could do that every day. That's an incredible view. But what we need to do, and what is so good for us is to see the bridge to life with Christ every day. In 1932, there's a young fellow named Lenny Gwitha. And uh, he was aged nine, and Lenny was desperate to see the Harbour Bridge. Like I said, it caught the whole nation. And, um, but what happened was Leo, his dad, broke his leg. And so, but it was time to plant the, the crops. And so Lenny, at nine, ploughed the fields and sowed the crops for the family. After it was all done, he visited his dad in hospital, and Leo said to him, thank you, Lenny, what can I do for you? What can I give you? And Lenny just said, I just want to see the Harbour Bridge. Love to be there when it opens. And so Dad said, yes. Now, you kind of think, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. But here's the thing you need to know is Lenny lived in Victoria. <laughs> Lenny, by himself, rode his horse, Ginger Megs, what a great name, over 1,000 kilometres. We struggle to let a nine-year-old cross the road by themselves. Four months through flood and difficulties. He even got attacked at one point and he made it. Why? Because he wanted to see the bridge. In fact, his, his journey got famous and he was invited to morning tea with the then Prime Minister of Australia and he got to be included in the opening ceremony because Lenny wanted to see the bridge. What are we willing to do to see the bridge every day. Because if we do, we will be a living tree. And so will Mac if we keep looking to our vision of being alive with Christ. What are we willing to do so that others will be made or continue to be alive with Christ? It's not just a vision for ourselves. And so with that in mind, I want us to think about what, what are we going to do this year? And so in the sermon outline, I encourage you now to grab hold of it. And on the right-hand side, you'll see our five different mission purposes. That's how we pursue our vision together. That's how we make it a reality week in, week out. And so I'm just going to quickly work through what are we going to focus on as a church and even personally this year. Firstly, down the bottom with the roots where it all begins, we want to know Christ. Because to know Christ is to know the glory of God and to share it. And so our commitment, whether it's the adults, whether it's the youth, whether it's the kids, we want to know Christ in all of our gatherings. But it's also for us personally 
That's why as a church we've been encouraging, we want to keep this year, keep focusing on our personal Bible reading. Because that's where we're going to know Christ. Why is that so important to read our Bible? Well, as we read in 2 Corinthians 3.18, that we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, which we're doing when we open up, our, open up God's word, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. That's why we want to know Christ. That's why we open up our word. And that's why we've been encouraging our church to everyone to join together in the five by five by five. Five minutes um, every day reading uh, with five different questions and five days a week. And it's not too late. We've got plenty of the forms or you can join us on the U version or if you want to join the discussion on the WhatsApp, let me know. We want to know Christ. We also want to grow in Christ, growing together to be more like Jesus. And as Mike shared, today is the beginning of our sign-ups. This is why we're doing it. So we can get together week in, week out, not only grow ourselves, but to grow each other, grow others to be like Jesus and grow together to be like him. And this year we're going to be introducing seed groups, which is a really exciting way for us to really get alongside just a couple of other people and see them grow in our growth groups, to build trust and partnership. But we also want to connect with Christ as we love others just like Jesus loved us. And so as I've spoken about before, this year we want to establish welcome teams at every one of our congregations and certainly at 9.30. We want to be welcoming people well. Why? To connect them, connect them with Christ and connect them into our community. It's wonderful that we greet them with a warm welcome and a smile, but we can do better than Bunnings. And so we want to, if you have a heart to see people warmly welcomed and connected into our community, please speak with me. Because we want to do this well, to love them like Jesus loved us. We also want to serve Christ. We want to serve Christ in friendship with Jesus because he invites us and calls us friends as partners sharing grace. And that's really what Partnership Explored is about. Why should you come to one of these three-week series? It's to come together in our vision as we seek to serve Christ. Christ and to do it together. It's a way for us to own our vision. So I hope to see you there. And as I said, it's a great way for us to inspire across generations and, and spur each other on. And finally, we want to share Christ as we share our lives and the love of Jesus. We're going to do that not with fantastic programs. We, we have some wonderful ministries to share Christ. Uh, CNC, Cupper and Company on a Friday, Cubby Club, Heart, Follow Youth, Follow Primary. But actually, our focus needs to be on people, not programs. Because if you think about it, they're only a couple of hours in the week. We have so many more opportunities and so many days and hours and minutes in the week where we need and can be to share Jesus with people. But as we do that, I, this year I want our focus to be not on, okay, how do I get this many people to church or whatever it is. No, just this one question. What's the next step for this person? To look at them, to love them, to pray for them and think and ask God, what's the next step? Maybe it's just grabbing a cuppa. Maybe it is inviting them to Christianity Explored. Or maybe coming to church. But there's so many different options. 
Just what's the next step? And when you get to that one, what's the next step? That's what we want to be asking this year. So, what new rooms or fruitful gardens or stunning views will you discover this year being alive with Christ? I'm excited about it. I hope you are. And in fact, on the back of the outline... Uh, it's a sheet that, or a thing that I shared last year. There's a real opportunity for you to prayerfully think through, well, what would that look like for me this year? How will I be more alive? What's one way in each of the purposes I can be more alive with Christ? But also as a church, it's, it's something that you can be a part of here as our church vision. Take some time, write it down. I found it so helpful to do this myself. In fact, it's one of the reasons why this year I'm joining a growth group. I wasn't in one last year because I was running Christianity Explored, which I'll keep doing, but I've just realised it's so important and I want to be growing and growing together with others to be like Jesus. So take some time, make a plan, pray about it and see what new rooms, what fruitful gardens, what stunning views you'll discover this year and that you can invite people into. Who will you share it with this year? I'm going to invite us to pray together now and pray our vision prayer. So if this is a prayer that you want to pray, I'm going to ask you to pray it out loud with me now. Give you a chance to read it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Great is your love and rich is your mercy. You have made us alive with Christ when we were dead in sin. Help us to be passionately alive with Christ in our homes and the highlands, in all our gatherings and as we take the gospel to the world. So the immeasurable riches of your grace to us in Christ is made known. Amen.